Don't miss out on the latest news and events in your community. Visit StarLocalMedia.com today. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed on all the latest stories affecting your neighborhood. And if you're a local business owner, let us help you reach your target audience with our effective advertising solutions. Visit StarLocalMedia.com and take the first step towards staying connected to your community. Hello, Frisco friends. This is Rick Rogers, owner and operator of the Frisco Enterprise in beautiful Frisco, Texas. And you are listening to the Focus on Frisco podcast, brought to you by the Star Local Media Podcast Network. And I have another special guest with me here today. I think many of her, you know, many of you may know her as the good stuff person in Frisco, but her real name is Shannon Hammond. Shannon, thanks for joining me today. I am happy to be here, and I love that introduction. That good makes me stuff. smile. Exactly. Yes, Miss Good it. Stuff Frisco. I love it. And you know what? In today's world, I think all of us need a little bit more a more good stuff, don't we, going that on? That is the truth. That is the truth. That's how, why we started that whole thing. <laughs> well, one of the great things um, that is happening in Frisco is the continued... Uh, success and stories to be found here in the rail district of Frisco and the historic district of downtown Frisco. And we're actually recording this podcast in Maker's Gym, which is located in the rail district. And, you know, we love the fact that we're able to talk to local business owners and supporters of the rail district. And uh, you are one of those local business owners as well, operating in the rail district. I am. I do just want to give a shout out to the Maker's Gym. I have never been inside of here. Really? And so when I came in, I mean, I'm kind of embarrassed to say that I thought it was like a craft studio to like make crafts and things like that, have ladies nights. But it is not that at all. No. At all. No, it's a creative, it's a it's a co-creator space, you know, so there's, it's it's got a great vibe. It does. And yeah. just friendly people and everybody looks like the cool, creative and hip and just all kinds of audio things, film things, just lots of neat things here. Yeah. So when you're 48 like me, when you come here, you automatically feel 10 years younger. Because it's just the vibe in the space. Got so it. when I'm yes. here, I kind of feel more like I'm a 38-year-old. Uh, but then the minute I walk out, I remember no. that, you know, uh, I'm an old guy. No, but that's okay. You're that's sporting right. that vest today. You're looking good. <laughs> looking hip. <laughs> so one of the things we like to do here on Focus on Frisco is really tell stories of the people who make our great community unique. And that's why I invited you here today. Because your story is very interesting to me in that you moved here in 1995 with your family when Frisco had approximately 6,000 residents. You know, we'll say at least for sure less than 10,000 residents. Now, for those who may be listening to this, who maybe moved here three or four years ago, they would probably have a very hard time comprehending what life was like in Frisco in 1995 with less than 10,000 people. When now, in 2023, there are more than 225,000 people who call Frisco home. That number grows by the day. It's never accurate because more and more people are moving here. We have so much growth happening along the tollway in the North area with the PGA. We have Universal possibly coming, uh, the, parks and, you know, par, uh, the parks and the resort there. Everywhere you look, there's cranes in the air. I always tell everyone the, the, 
the official bird of Frisco is a crane because that's all you see in the sky sometimes. So true. So true. So take us back. Let's go into our DeLorean time machine and put 1995 on the dashboard. And what, Shannon, what was life like when you moved here in 1995 in Frisco? Oh, gosh, Rick. When we closed on our home that we were buying here in Frisco, um, we were moving from South Florida. My husband had gotten a, a job transfer. And um, when we when we closed here in Frisco on the house, it was the opening day of La Hacienda on Preston Road, uh, the ranch. Yeah. And um, we went there and just felt it was... It was amazing. We felt so at home. You know, as you're driving in Preston Road coming from Plano, there was a huge sign on the right-hand side at 121 in Preston. Uh, we had a T-shirt made of this at count at our business. Um, it says, Frisco, welcome to Frisco, where city pride is justified. <laughs> and we still have a photo of that sign in our home. But you would come into Frisco on basically nothing on Preston Road. Our home had cows out in the back pasture. Um, very little around here, but I'll tell you— our greatest memories that first couple years uh, when our girls attended Acker Elementary, which was the only elementary for kindergartners okay. uh, back then. Um, our, some of our greatest memories were right down here in downtown, um, made at uh, Randy's Steakhouse had just opened. Um, across the street was Heart's Desire, and we would go there and buy Beanie Babies. We would line up outside the door. It's where the Blushing blushing oh, yeah. Bride is. We yeah. would line up outside their door, all the first graders from Acker Elementary, waiting f- to see if they had Beanie Babies come in. Um, you know, just getting our hair cut on Main Street, just great memories. The parade, the community parade, which was the homecoming parade back then. Um you know, we looked back on pictures and we were standing outside of what's now our business watching the parade 29 years ago. So it's just, just Frisco was just so hometown and that's what we loved. Do you feel like now in 2023 that Frisco still has that hometown feel? You know, I really do. Sometimes I get overwhelmed with the traffic or um, social media buzz, you know, of of things going around and us being just being arguing and nastiness about about things on social media that we all see. However, when I step back and our business is in downtown here in the real district, um, and I think about the neighborliness of our community, I think about how we help each other out. I think about our cul-de-sac um, where we live in West Frisco, how we share sugar and spices and we bring soup when people are sick. Um, that one-to-one relationship and neighborliness is what keeps us that hometown feel. And I don't want us to ever lose sight of that. Um, and I don't want personally to ever lose sight of that. Um, with the big things coming in and all the excitement and how we feel like it gets too big at times, um, remembering that life is built uh, through relationships with people. And that's how we keep that small town feel and that neighborliness uh, present and thriving here. So why did you choose Frisco in 1995? Well, we were looking in Plano because my husband's office was going to be down there. And, um, you know, this was going to be our first house as young um, young homeowners in our early 20s. Um, and so we we found some things, but we it wasn't quite as affordable as we would have liked. And um, our realtor said, well, we can go up to Frisco, but it's kind of out in the boonies. <laughs> and so we went out and Frisco found something more affordable. And he said, I promise you, this is going to be Plano in the next 10 to 20 years. Things are moving out here. 
And so we shopped at Brookshire's and um, were thrilled when the Albertsons opened the second grocery store and just continued to grow with Frisco. And um, and we're so happy we moved here. And now we're staying in line outside H-E-B when it opens. Could exactly, you imagine that, Exactly. Right? <laughs> and, 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 you know, people said that about Frisco back then, that it would be mm-hmm. the next Plano. Mm-hmm. Now people are saying that about Salina, that it will be the next Frisco, right? And that's already happening for them, now, too. Now, our friends tell us to stay away from Salina. <laughs> They're like, please don't move here. But... Well, we we have we have the Salina Record newspaper. And, yes, I mean, that, that community definitely is mm-hmm. in that. In that place where Frisco was back in the early early two thousands, of you know how big do we want to get the right. people who moved there maybe to escape the traffic that was in Plano or in Frisco, right. and now you know growth is just happening. I mean, let's let's face it, this part of Texas, we're blessed to live in, you know, some of the best communities not only in Texas but in the country. That's what I try to share with people that that move here too, and they might get frustrated at district rezonings for their schools. Um, that's the first thing that I hear about, you know, how can we be rezoning? How can we move our kids? How, why is this happening? And I try to get people to remember when you live in one of the best school districts mm-hmm. in our state, let, you know, maybe even our country, you know, we are constantly going to be growing. That's part of what you sign up for when you move to Frisco. Um, I think our son went to five elementary schools and he is extremely adjusted, ha- meets people so easily. I think that there's so many benefits to that. Absolutely. So um, I think it's part of Frisco and there's a lot of great that is um, that comes with that as well. When you, sometimes just when you're in the Frisco bubble, which that's a term that's used quite often in this community, you, you kind of forget, you know, how we compare to other communities throughout the country. Um, you know, I'm, my family, most of my family lives in the St. Louis area what they have in terms of buildings and programs in their schools pale in compare in comparison to what we have here. I mean, they can't believe not only I'm not talking just the high school football stadiums, mm-hmm. which yes, they're, you know, 10, 20 times the size of what football stadiums are in, in, in St. Louis, but it just comes down to the, the programs that are available, the technical education that is available, you know, music, I mean, you know, music and the arts and what, you know, what our students have at their fingertips to become, you know, not only successful in school, but to become successful in life. And, you know, all three of your children went through Frisco ISD. And, you know, how would you say the school district prepared your students, your your children as My students? kids, I, I really, I have a unique perspective in that all three of our kids went through Frisco ISD. And I also worked for Frisco ISD for several years. Um and I was the front office lady at a few elementary schools. Um, I also had an incredible privilege of meeting so many of the teachers, the administrators, the custodians, the food service workers, and seeing the human beings, the people that are there to serve our kids, um, which are absolute, which have been absolutely amazing. Um, real quick, we we moved back to Florida for a brief time for a couple years during our stay here in Frisco, and um, Florida is beautiful, but. If, if you move there, the school system is not as great. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's almost like you ha- if you have the opportunity, you send your kids to a private school. Um, the private schools even paled in comparison to Frisco ISD. When we came back, it's just so much more of a wonderful um, – I think we get so used to it, we don't realize how great it is. We do. And so um, anyway, I had two girls that went on to SEC colleges – Thriving career, school teacher, and and a recruiter. Um, our third kid decided to start his own business, 
And um, I would say last year made more money more money than my husband and, and I did with our little businesses, but just, you know, prepared him for that as well. So we're just, we're just, I can't, we can't say enough. Great okay, stuff. Okay. What SEC schools? So. Well, Mizzou. Really? For one of our, we have one tiger oh, and then oh. we have another one, Arkansas Razorback uh, my, school teacher. My oldest is a Razorback. Love it. So great. Yeah, she graduates, uh, graduates this May. So I love. So fun. I've, I've been a Mizzou tiger fan my whole life. I actually wear uh I'm more uh, Wu Pig Suey these days than, gotcha. than Mizzou, but gotcha. but I root for both. Um, so you mentioned your businesses, your business here. Um, talk a little bit about what prompted you to open Countdown to Escape, and you know, for those who may not be familiar, what what is Countdown to Escape? Right, right. Well, Countdown to Escape it is an escape room, um, which is not really what it sounds like. <laughs> Basically, you get we have three themed rooms which have different scenarios and the rooms are all decorated uh for an immersive experience with three different themes and you get a mission or an objective with 60 minutes with your group to accomplish your mission and objective and complete it within 60 minutes um super fun the thing that attracted us to that well let me back up just a bit um in about 20 18, my husband um, had been a corporate guy his whole life and decided, um, as many guys do or women do, you know, he'd had enough. So he was ready to get out and do something different, do his own thing. So um, we looked for something that aligned with our passions and gifts. And our passions are connecting people, human to human. Um, And uh, an escape room does just that. You're putting people in a room together to put their phones down to engage and work together um, and to accomplish something. And that really piqued our interest. Um, So we purchased Countdown to Escape from another local businessman. And um, pretty soon I uh, quit working for FISD and full-time went to take care of Countdown to Escape. Um, But just, you know, I will tell you, we had never done an escape room before uh, the purchase. Hmm. So when we went in and did the first escape room, the staff full of young people in their 20s and teenagers, we did it. And they said, you guys are literally the worst people that have ever done an escape room. You're horrible. (laughs) Horrible. (laughs) So we just – I try to back up and just stay high-level, big picture with the customer service, um, you know, that kind of stuff. And the staff leads and teaches me a lot about the escape rooms. So – that's kind of how we got into being in business for ourselves. Talk about making that jump, though. Mm-hmm. Your husband leaves his job in the corporate right. field. You leave your job with the school district. Right. Um, you know, walk us through I mean, those moments. And I can relate. You know, I left a, a job working for a major corporation mm-hmm. and, and purchased Star Local Media a year ago, along with my wife. And, and we're doing that together. But, I mean, um, it can be thrilling and exciting and exhilarating but then there's also those things of oh you know i'm responsible for this this right. is this is it right? right yeah i mean in all honesty this was when fred was done with with corporate america he's like i'm going to i'm going to go buy a business you know and it was really going to be his thing um so i'm like fine that's great you know let's talk about our passions and do that so um so he was ready to jump. I think a lot of people can identify with this. When you are done with something, I mean, he was done with mm-hmm. corporate America. So anything, he was he was happy to just to do anything and to jump out. Luckily, um, 
we happened to purchase a business in the rail district. And then we can talk more about that in a little yes. bit. But, you know, um, time came when uh, there came a time when he needed some assistance. So I needed to quit working for the school system, which I really did love, but knew um, that it was time for a change for me as well. So I jumped out. And I will say, and I mean this as an encouragement to all of your listeners, we are just regular people. We are not, we didn't know a thing about small business. We just knew what kind of changes needed to happen in our family and that we were ready for something different. And what we did know is we loved people, we loved our community, and we were good at connecting people. Hmm. I'm telling you, we didn't know how to do payroll. We didn't know half the things involved in a business, but what we did was we jumped and we just did it. And, um, not to say we didn't have arguments and um, disagreements all along, but I would say that's just when it was in our lap, we just jumped in and did it and learned along the way and made a lot of mistakes. But I think it shows, though, if you have a passion for what you're doing, you can figure the rest out. Mm-hmm. So you had a passion for the, you know serving the community, having a business that brings people together, mm-hmm. giving back to the community through that. If if you have that, the other stuff will come, right? That's be there, you know, true. Yeah. So true because, I mean, like I had mentioned, um, I had never done an escape room. Escape rooms per se was not my passion. It's the people. It's the connecting. And that is what keeps me going because now I am fully in charge of Countdown to Escape in the Real District. And Fred does our other little business on the side, something else that we have. So, yeah. Um, that's what fuels me. Yes. So I have to tell a story. So I, I've I've been I've been there. I've been to one of the escape rooms. We did it as a family a couple couple years back. Um, so it, it it is a it's a blast. It's a blast. Um, it's really fun when you try to solve things differently than your spouse, and then you have to work together to figure it out. Because you know there might be an argument or two, and at the end of the day, you know it, it works out, I and you and you and you get out. But how my brain works and how her brain works is very different. And then you got to work together. And no, do it my way. No, do it, that. and then you get stuck in the room. Uh, but no, it's <laughs> it's 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 a blast. It's great for you know again, fa- you know, family in town. Here's something to do. Take them to the rail district. You know, have food at some of the great restaurants here. Go to the go to the escape room. Have fun there. Go down and you know go down the rail yard and and have a have a drink in the afternoon if it's a nice sunny day. And you can spend a whole day in the rail district, which is which is awesome. So that's true. Having something like your business here is quite unique in that it's an activity you know business where families can come and and you know spend time together. To your point, away from the cell phones, businesses can come. As part of a, a networking event, you know, or a team building event, to come and and do that too, right? That's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. And because and just talking about the businesses and um, team building, our we call our escape room a boutique escape room because it's in a hundred year old building. It's smaller, um, even though we have three rooms. We've just launched our portable escape room experience that we can bring to corporations. Really? Okay. Yes. Very and cool. So that's exciting because we can serve up to 100 people at a time. And so um, that's something that's brand new that we're super excited about and that we've just launched. So um, just a little shameless plug for that. Well, so website. So if people want to learn more about Countdown to Escape, where do they go? Right. Countdown number two, escape.com. And you're located specifically where in the rail district? We're, I tell everybody we're right next to CrossFit Low and Summer Moon. 
coffee. Well, there, Everybody yeah. knows where Summer Moon if, is. If, yeah, Summer Moon. Exactly. So exactly. You know, fuel up on the caffeine at Summer Moon. Go to Countdown Escape. Try not to get in an argument with your your wife while going through the escape room. That's right. And then you know, go grab a drink at Dee Dee's downtown, and you've had a you've had a heck of a little That's afternoon right. there, haven't you? That's right. It's a so, great place. So talk about the rail district community. You wanted to talk a little bit about that, and so do I. Um, how important was it for you for you two to start a business or, or own a business and be surrounded by other like-minded individuals? And, you know, I think one thing with the rail district I sense is that there's a sense of community amongst the business owners and the merchants. Am I, am I correct in that? Yes. Yes. Okay. Now, when, now, when we got the escape room, it just happened to be in the rail district. Now that we are in the rail district, we don't ever want to leave. Hmm. Um, wow. And like you said, the, the sense of community has been amazing. Now we bought, we opened um, under our ownership in at the end of 2018. Now, COVID hit in 2020, and that is where we saw just this community come together. Um, we had bakers down here in the rail district that ran out of flour that couldn't buy, couldn't find it anywhere. The different restaurants here helped her source their flour. They they would gave their flour to her so she could bake the cookies throughout the pandemic. That's amazing. The um. Next door to us, we had a cleaning company that would supply all of us with cleaning supplies because we could not find hand sanitizers and cleaning supplies. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. Um, you know, we walk next door. We get to know the business owners. We know their customers. We, we're just there to help each other out. And um, it's just we would never want to move out of the rail district. It's just it's reminds us of way back when. And um, that's what we love. So you've been obviously in Frisco, living in Frisco since 1995. Mm-hmm. Um, how does how does downtown, the rail district, compare to maybe back then for you? Well, I will say I'm going to say a couple positive things, and I'm going to say things kind of like that. I feel like we could, you know, obviously improve sure. on improve on. Um, NAC development coming in and investing in our downtown has been life giving. Um, we have had nothing but support from Donnie Churchman and um, Jason Young and their their whole group. They have been amazing and then putting the money into downtown and investing. And um, that is, that's just been wonderful. A lot of things have not changed. And um, there's a lot of, we could use a lot of new businesses in some empty buildings, mm-hmm. um, retail, unique uh, experiences unique, just a way for Frisco to come down here and for our residents to be able to stay all day and be able to pop from business to business, experience to experience. We still are in need of that. And sure. I know the city of Frisco recognizes that because uh, revitalizing the rail district is on the top of their list Uh for the agenda for our city and for city council. So, is, yeah. And we are so grateful that we're at the top of their list because Frisco – has the best of everything. I mean, we are so proud of our roads. We're proud of how clean Frisco is. Mm-hmm. Um, all the companies, the sports groups moving here. But our downtown does not line up with the rest of the city. And um, that is something that I look forward to seeing continued growth and revitalization and um, to where it eventually is something that we're really proud of. Well, you know, and I've not lived here as long as you have. We moved here in 2011. And you know, like you, I, I've seen these past few years, I mean, there's definitely been a, a change in just 
the vibe mm-hmm. downtown in the rail district. I think for the good, for the for better? the good, for okay. the better, for the better. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, obviously, Knack and Donnie Churchman coming mm-hmm. in, building the building that we're in, right? Yes. Investing in other buildings around us, the Knack Theater. Mm-hmm. Um, just having those here just gives. I mean, there's there's growth, there's new happening, and and new with the old is a good thing. You, mm-hmm. you know, I think the challenge with it downtown historic districts is it's just that right you you want to keep some of that historic charm which makes it unique compared to what you might find at the star or what you might find at legacy west or fields west that's coming but then but you need to make sure and have all the amenities that people expect nowadays too right in a historic right. district you know and one of the things i really hope um now because we're not property or building owners right now that's that's uh down the road a little bit, which we're, we're looking now. So shout out to any realtors. <laughs> um, but, you know, you hear that sometimes that things are growing so much that people might mom and pop businesses could be priced out of buying in the real mm-hmm. district or priced out of having their businesses in the real district. And my hope is that that does not happen. So just as a small business owner, that's one of my concerns. And um but I'll tell you what, we got a lot of people on the team to revitalize downtown and a lot of people rooting for us and advocating for us. So I have faith. Well, really, this area should be that incubator almost for that small business, right? I mean, if you go to the down, I mean, you know, everyone talks about when you talk about downtowns that are thriving, McKinney is, yep. everyone just goes straight to McKinney. Now, you can't, it's it's like comparing an apple and an orange. I mean, McKinney has the square design, right? right? As the, obviously the county seat, having that square design makes it a little bit more walkable. Right. Um, and, and that's really, when you think of McKinney, that is the number one destination. Right. Um, for, act, for entertainment and activity and dining and even, even shopping. Um, you go to Allen, Allen, Allen's downtown is, is quite non-existent for the most part. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, when you think of Allen in terms of destinations, you have the village at Allen, you have the premium outlets, and you have Waters Creek, right? Um, Plano's right. Plano's downtown is, I would say Plano's downtown and Frisco's downtown are probably the most similar. Um, Without Pla- having that, that square. That square, that's, right. Yeah, I mean, so Plano Plano's downtown is a mix of restaurants, boutiques, coffee shops, you know, some, you know, mm-hmm. attorney's offices, things like that. They have the dart station right there, um, right. you know, which is beneficial in some in some respects. Uh, but I think Plano's downtown struggles with maybe you know, uh, you know what's it what what is its future, its identity right, going right. forward. Well, and I will say I know the downtown advisory board just took a field trip in December to Grapevine mm. downtown, which is yes. you know Christmas Town, USA. And, yes. And I know that a big group from our city went up to I think it was Raleigh, North Carolina, to look at. They're downtowns. Yep. And so, I mean, I love that stuff starting to happen. I mean, I feel the bubbling energy. I love it that we're looking to successful downtowns to see what they do and really learning from it. And so well, Elm Street, I mean, the, just what's going on yes. with Elm Street, making that kind of the the more of the thoroughfare between you know, instead of Main Street, mm-hmm. obviously, because I think that's one of the challenges, too, is, yep. I mean, it's a heavy traffic street and. You know, walking on Main Street can be a little bit of a challenge because exactly. you got to keep your head on a swivel a little exactly. bit. So yeah. if we can make more traffic go to Elm, make Main Street a little bit more of the of, of a walkable experience. You have what the city's planning to do in terms of the new courtyard, which could provide programming and entertainment for the rail district. Right, that Fourth that Street Plaza. Fourth Street Plaza would mm-hmm. be huge. 
So, you know, there's a lot of great things happening down here. Right, right. And one thing we learned, you know, throughout the pandemic and all the the merchants ourselves tried to do so many things to bring people downtown. I mean, we tried things that worked. We tried a lot that didn't work. Um, we we need the city. I mean, we the merchants can't do it on our own. We're trying to run our businesses. And, and for a while, I feel like we've tried to do things on our own, but just we see so much hope in the future. So that's just that's what I want to make sure that I leave having said. Oh, absolutely. You know, and I do think in talking to city stakeholders, I mean, they want this this area to thrive. Right. I mean, they want this area to feel different than the Star District. They right. want this area to feel different than what's being planned at, at Fields West. I mean, those are, you know, the, the, you know, these types of shops here, you know, couldn't afford to operate in those, in those, in those areas. Um, nor, nor really do you want them to. I mean, this is where you come to support the local business owner, right. go to the escape room, go to the boutique and, and, and pick out an outfit, buy a t-shirt at, at Tumbleweeds, you know, have dinner at Dee Dee's, have coffee at Summer Moon or La Finca. I mean, that's, right. that's the beauty of this, exactly. right? Is, is spent coming down to spend a Saturday, going to the farmer's market. You can start your day at the farmer's market. You could end your day having a beer at Dee Dee's. And if you're doing it on the third Saturday of each month, yeah. we have music on Main Street. Exactly. Uh, Melody of Hope has infused so much excitement down here to providing music once a month in front of several businesses to help get that fun Austin, Nashville vibe of having live music everywhere. That is another incredible thing that's happening down here. So shout out to Melody of Hope and Music on Main Street. No, it's been that's been huge mm-hmm. and a lot of brought a lot of attention down yes. to the rail district. So again, the web address is countdown the number two escape.com. You can learn more about the rail yard just by searching the you know the rail yard district in Frisco. I encourage you to do that and support all of the members of the rail district and all the sponsors that that organization has put together. Um, let's pivot to, it looks like a kind of another passion of yours. And I want to share, obviously this is a podcast, so they can't see you. Uh, but on your shirt, you have an embroidered heart. And I noticed when you walked up here too, I mean, you talked to everyone, the person who brought <laughs> you up here from Maker's Gym, you're asking her about all kinds of things, you know, what she's doing. You're talking to the, you know, the person who is in here visiting with me. You're obviously a people person. You've talked about that being your passion, connecting people. So talk about, you know, all good things Frisco and oh, what gosh. was what was the genesis of of starting a Facebook group because as someone who uh, spends, you know, we we obviously push a lot of our content out on social media. It can be a little bit of the wild wild west out there. Talk mm-hmm. about uh, your decision to do to do the Facebook group. Well, uh right after the the uh, pandemic hit. It was in April, so it's almost been about 3 years. Um I had joined a political Frisco Facebook group. And I thought, oh, this is going to be interesting. I've got time now. I want to learn about the, our political leaders, our, you know, our government here. And I was so excited. And um, then the more I looked at it, I realized it was extremely negative. I was going to say, you're, yeah. it was, I mean, it was off. It was awful. People being mean, gossiping about each other, backbiting, just ugly, ugly. So I got off of that. And um, I thought, can we just like we just need good stuff? Just let's talk about good stuff. And I was like, hmm, let's start a let's start a Facebook group about good stuff. And just just did it and just started putting out good stuff. Just whatever we could see that was good that was happening, you know, putting sweet messages to our our um, 
sanitation workers on our trash cans, uh, leaving things out for our delivery people to be kind to them, just seeing the drive-by parades that the schools were doing, things like that. It just started to highlight all that because I think if we're all honest, um, there life is full. It's a real full of um, negativity, people's opinions, um, the political stuff, the agendas. And I I just think we need more good stuff. And so I just started that. Anybody in the city can post good stuff that's happening around. I just We ask that it focuses on people, not our personal businesses or our sure. personal events and stuff. But um, I did that with the Good Stuff Frisco, and I think it's – my hope is that it's just been a blessing and my message is that we can all be part of good stuff. It, you don't have to be someone special with a giant platform. Um Making a difference uh, and being a good neighbor, any one of us can do. And so that's my hope is just to encourage everybody to be part of the good stuff in Frisco because Frisco is pretty good. It, so. it, it is. And, you know, there are times, especially on social media, that the negative seems to kind of uh, unfortunately overshadow the positive. Right. Yes. And, you know, most we, of the time. <laughs> we, we, we see that in our world. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I talk to a lot of our news team because it can – you know, we're blessed. We have a blessing and somewhat of a curse that the work that we do is is seen by thousands of people, tens of thousands of people every day. I mean, whether it be online on our website or in print, you know, our, our work goes out to 35,000 homes every Sunday, just in Frisco alone. And then online, you know, we average anywhere between 80 to 100,000 users a day. And, you know, we're never going to make everybody happy. And unfortunately, you know, you're going to have some folks who throw throw darts at you and you just have to, you know, learn, make sure that it's, you know, sometimes you have to learn from those, right? But right. Um, but you can't let it cloud your your judgment or cloud kind of your thinking. And, and that can be tough. It's tough. And it's tough as a business, of course, because, um, you know, we all do that in our our businesses as well. We put a we put a big old sign outside of Countdown to Escape, a giant sign we had commissioned by this great girl to to put up. And it says it said WTF. Welcome to Frisco. And I mean, we were so proud of our new sign. And we just thought, what a funny, quirky, um, great sign. And boy, not to everybody. (laughs) So um, we listened to a lot of feedback, truly listened and realized it, you know, the quirky funniness that we received, that we got from it, maybe if it uh, offended some others, uh, we might take that down. So we ended up bringing that sign inside of countdown to escape so everybody doesn't have to see it but like you said just realizing we can't you know can't please everybody all the time and i think even businesses we have to deal with that but then as human beings as people also um not being discouraged and realizing you know we can't please everybody and um also there's this big daunting thing of how do i make a difference how do i make an impact how do i make a dent in this world and um you know, person to person, neighbor to neighbor, you know, one interaction at a time, we can make a difference. So um, we may not please everybody, but we can sure love our neighbors. So, I love it. Um, yeah. I love it. So we're going to do something fun. We're 35 okay. minutes in. This is kind of how we like to end end the podcast is a little questions with our guest, right? So we're going to do questions with Shannon. Fun facts. All right. Fun facts. Yay. Exactly. Okay. And sometimes I'll, you know, you know, sometimes we ask the same questions, and I've already answered them already. But, but this this will be fun. So, you've been here since 1995. What question one? What has been the um, 
of all the things that have come to Frisco, what's the one thing that got you the most excited about? Of all of, you know, is it the Ikea? Is it, you know, this, yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to say as a Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> okay, the star? I mean, yeah. I'm trying I'm trying to think of something unique and different and all. And I'm telling you, just having the Cowboys here has been great. Seeing them around our community and how they give back to our community and the life they bring and how everybody's so excited when they're here. It's just, it's fantastic. I love it. Yeah. Uh, favorite music genre? What do you what do you listen to on your phone when you get in the car and you have to take a little drive? What what's what are you playing there? Actually, it's classical. Really, my mom. I used to make fun of it growing up. We all did, all my siblings, and uh, now I'm putting on the classical because I have to give my brain a break, and it's just peaceful and calming. You are the first person to answer classical. The Dallas wow. Symphony Orchestra would be very happy about that. Well, I love it. Shout out to them and to Tammy Minershigan. Oh, give, yeah. Helps give me my love for the classical. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. What is your go-to binge-watching Netflix show or TV show? Okay, give me or a something, second. Or something that you've been really into lately that... Well, okay, this is weird because nobody... Everybody's going to think I'm freaking weird. I have loved watching The Handmaid's Tale and it's been a show. I think it's been on Hulu. Hulu, yep. Five seasons. It's just, yeah. That's been part of my my complete change when I had my crisis of faith was I started kind of opening up to watching more things and listening to more things that were different. And that has been – that would be my guilty pleasure. So I've never, I've never gotten into The Handmaid's Tale. My wife actually loves that show. Oh, um, cool. For me, and I got in super late. I've, I just – I don't know why. I fought it off. Was was Yellowstone? We talked. About, oh, we talked yes. about Yellowstone this before. Too. Before we we hit the record button, but yes. uh, I finally jumped in during Christmas. I had some time off, and you know, then it got cold in January, and I I blew through all five seasons. I'm caught up from Christmas until like the end of end oh, of January wonderful. with Yellowstone. Yeah, with Yellowstone, yes. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you gotta love Yellowstone. I'm not proud of it. You know, no. Way too much free time spent watching it, but. Uh, but yeah, yeah, Rip, Rip's my guy. If, if you're a Yellowstone fan, Rip, Rip's, Rip's my guy. And Rick has sure. on an incredible black vest right now for a throwback to Yellowstone. <laughs> it's my Yellowstone yes. vest, yes. It's my John Dutton vest. <laughs> I just need the cowboy hat. You do. I do, I do. All right, um, Frisco ISD. Let's, let's think of something from, a, from a, a school standpoint. What's the one thing for the school district that makes it special? The people, the teachers, the staff. Uh, from the custodians to the food service workers, bus drivers, uh, crossing guards, the trustees. Um, it's just great human beings. You have no idea what goes on behind the scenes in a good way and how many hours are put in and how much passion and love goes into to our children. I appreciate that. So my wife did not teach in the Frisco school district. She taught in the Lovejoy school district for about eight years and, and was a um, band director Sixth grade band director in Lovejoy, but taught middle school and high school band in Missouri. And, um, you know, education is very special to us. I mean, she retired uh, you know, due to some health reasons and now helps me out with the media company. But um, what teachers do, what educators do, to your point, from the administration down to those custodians who, you know, make sure our students are able to to learn in a clean environment. It's just, yeah. it's it's amazing. Yeah. And the, um, the amount of throw up they clean up. Let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you. Well, let me tell you. I don't. I don't think anything's grosser than a sixth grade. 
band room. You know, think oh, of the, the smell. Uh, oh, the just, smell. Yeah. Just, you know, the spit valves. And I, I won't go into detail, <laughs> but here's what I will say. The, the, the biology class one time mm-hmm. came and did a like a swab of the carpet just to see how bad it was. And, and he, the results were not pretty. Let me tell you that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And, and love it. All right. Let's get back to the fun stuff. Okay. Barbecue or Tex-Mex? Oh, goodness. I love salsas, but I think I got to Ernest B. Barbecue. Ernest B. Barbecue. (laughs) Done. Deal. Nobody beats him. No one beats him for sure. We got a lot of great places, but no doubt Ernest Uh Ernest B. gets it done for sure. Exactly. Night Owl or Early Bird? Oh, gosh. Ask my friends. We love to entertain and have parties, but at 830, I say y'all can stay. I'm going to bed. At 830? I'm not kidding. Fred and I are, we are old souls with that. <laughs> we go to bed really early. Wow. Yeah. We, we'll dip out of parties. I mean. You're out. Yeah, but we're done. So, but everybody Weekend, just kind of knows Weekends? Weekends? Nope. No. Nope. If we have to go out, okay. No, we have to. If we have an event or something, I have to take a nap. Hmm. It's just me. I need more sleep than people, maybe. Hey, no, love it. Love Plus, it. Plus, like, you get to a level of what kind of social interaction you can have and then just- your battery We're gets done. drained. Done. That's, that's what my daughter tells you know. My social battery's done. Yeah. I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. I'm more. What are you? Yeah. Um, I, I've I'm kind of both. I, I would definitely say I'm more night owl. I I typically go to bed at eleven during the week. Yeah. Gotcha. I picture um, the journalist like at, tapping at their computer, like uh, doing all their work late at night. Yeah. You know, th- definitely in one of my younger years when I was doing mm-hmm. more of the, you know, kind of hands-on reporting, you know, there was a lot of late nights, no doubt. Right. Uh, if you t- talk to Audrey Henry, our reporter, I mean, she's definitely, I think, doing that. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So definitely more, um, le- you know. Night owl for Probably you. more of a night owl. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. definitely. Definitely. Um, favorite place, if you had to spend... This is maybe a loaded question, but I'll ask it. If you had to spend, you know, a day in outside of Frisco, where where do you like to go? So let's take Frisco out of the equation. Little little day trip, you know, or spending a Saturday afternoon outside of Frisco. Where do you all like to go? Greenville, South Carolina. Oh, so we're going like way out. We're going far. That's, I don't know we're if that's going, a, <laughs> Hey, I got a lot of Southwest points. Do you have a points. private jet we don't know about? <laughs> I got or? a lot of Southwest points. I'm going to visit my grandbabies in Greenville. Um, you know what? Anywhere outside, okay. outside in nature, in the peace, even if it's uh, McCord Park down the street from me in, in Frisco. Um, we just don't, we don't travel a lot. We don't, we don't. We, you know, we still are sticking to the grind of our small businesses here. Yeah, no, I, I respect so, that, and I get that for sure. But yeah. anywhere, you know, outside taking a walk, fresh air, sunset. Yeah, my mine would be, you know, I like I like to go downtown. You know, go see a, a musical or go to a star. You know, yes. go to a hockey game downtown, support the stars. Um, when the when my 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 kids were home, you know, we would go to little day trips to Deep Ellum or to Bishop Arts District. Yes, those are all those, so cool. Those kind of cool places like that. That is cool. I do like um, looking at other downtowns. Yeah, that's enjoyable. As it well. is. It is. You know, we're blessed to have a lot of a lot of great places to to go visit. All right, last thing. Mm-hmm. What do you you know as a as a small business owner in Frisco, as someone who's lived here since 1995? As someone who is invested in the community, active on social media, um, you know, what do you want? This question was actually asked in the Frisco Enterprise because city council kind of asked it to themselves during their work session. You know, what do you want Frisco to be in 2040? 
not that far off. As crazy oh, as that, that sounds. Even 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're talking, you know, less than 20 years. Mm-hmm. You've lived here almost, well, you know, 20, 28 years. So mm-hmm. what, you know, what do you want to be, Frisco to be in 2040? In 2040, <laughs> please, Jesus, let downtown be revitalized. I, I would hope for a revitalized downtown. For, I, th- I think that happens for, by 2030. For that to for sure. all be happening yeah. with music happening, art happening in downtown um, in the rail district. Um, but kind of a bigger, deeper picture would be um, that we would be a community that welcomes everyone, no matter what your race is, no matter if you're gay or straight, red or blue, no matter what your religion um, that everyone would feel welcome here in our community, that they would know we've been expecting them, um, and that they are valuable. That would be what I would hope. I like that word, valuable, because everybody is valuable. Everybody brings value to the community in some shape or form. Shannon, thanks for joining us. I really, this was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for having me. This so really cool. So just one last thing. Yeah. We might countdown to escape. Countdown, the number two, escape.com. And the rail district. And the rail district. For the bigger picture. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, this has been one of my favorite episodes of Focus on Frisco. Um, You know, I was telling Shannon earlier, I I looked at our listener listener stats. And, you know, over the last 90 days, we've had over 27 downloads of all of our Star Local Media podcasts. And, you know, a lot of the episodes, you know, concerning Frisco have been great, too. I think you mean 27,000. 27,000. What did I say? You said 27. Oh, I know. Yeah. Oh, boy. See? Rewind, delete, edit. Nah, we'll just just correct it on the fly. 27,000. Over the past 90 days, we have had 27,000 downloads of our star local media podcast and um really want to thank everybody for listening thanks for supporting what we do at the frisco enterprise and starlocalmedia.com and make sure and come down and support all the business owners the merchants the restaurant owners and everybody doing great things down here at the rail district until next time i'm rick rogers and we'll talk to you soon Looking to hire top talent in your community? Look no further than StarLocalJobs.com. Our platform is specifically designed to connect local employers with qualified candidates in their area. With StarLocalJobs.com, you can easily post job listings tailored to your specific needs and requirements. Our platform is user-friendly and offers a wide range of options to help you find the perfect candidate for your open position. Plus, our job matching algorithm ensures that your listing is shown to the most relevant job seekers in your area. But that's not all, StarLocalJobs.com also offers a variety of resources to help you throughout the hiring process. From candidate screening to interview tips, our team of experts is dedicated to helping you find the right fit for your company. So why wait? Join the thousands of satisfied employers who have found their ideal candidate through StarLocalJobs.com. Post your job listing today and start building your dream team.